Yo, 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 not this normal podcast. It's your host, Spinx, back at you with another episode. Uh, today's episode is powered by GBA. Y'all know how we coming. Shout out to Greenleaf. Um, shout out to Brunch and Bloom, man. That's why I met this uh, young lady at, uh, yes. you know, that was just, about, I think that was a week ago now, or maybe yep, two. Maybe almost two. Almost two weeks ago, two weeks ago, excuse me, uh, my man Kurt, you know. Uh, we good? All right, cool. We good. So, um... Without further ado, who I got sitting to the left before I mispronounce your name? <laughs> what we got going on? What's your name? My name is Chez Lady Red. Chez Lady Red. Oh, I came dressed yes. for the part. Hey. Chez no, Lady Red. <laughs> red hoodie, red, red background, Valentine's Day. A lot going like on it. with Red. Okay, Chez Lady Red. Um, over here at Nothing's Normal, we got this policy where we don't like to start at page 50. We like to start at the beginning of the story to find out, you know, how you got to where you got to. You know, that's, um, mm. that's important over here. So with that being said, Chez Lady Red. Chez Lady Red. You could call me Chez or you could call me Lady Red. I like it, Lady Red. Lady I like Red. that too. Yeah, shout out to her. What about Lady Blue though? Nah? No, nah. that's my favorite color though. That's another oh, story. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chez Lady Red, where you from? I'm from Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford in the house. Yes, Big 203. Hey. A60, A60. Oh, A60. We See? like a good hour from them. Yikes. I didn't even but know you Connecticut know. different area codes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm way deep in Connecticut from New York, but yeah. So Hartford, yeah. Connecticut. Um, yeah, Albany Avenue. Albany Ave. Okay. And um, how was it growing up in Hartford? I don't I don't think I even know anybody from Hartford. I might have known a few people who went to the university, but actually being from there, uh, what was life like for you? Well, life in Hartford is rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much rough for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, you know, the hood, the urban area. Sure. Um, so it's got pros and cons like everyone else in that area, but I'm proud to be from where I'm from. It built me. Absolutely. I came from a really amazing family, although I grew up in the hood. I had a lot of structure in my life. Sure. And so I also had the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get it, uh, how old are you? You know, 27. 27, wow. I just had a birthday three days Baby. ago. Wow, 27. <laughs> okay, happy belated. Thank you. Um, And how was it in Um, You know, you, as you spoke on your family, family is important. Um, how was your uh, living situation as far as the household? Uh, mommy, poppy, TT? So, I got a TT, no. How we coming? <laughs> so, I grew up in a big household. So, I grew mm. up with my grandparents who raised me. Right. Um, my mother lived in the household. Her and my dad married young. They were divorced um, 20 years later. But long story short, I grew up with my grandparents and my mother and my father super active in my life. Mm-hmm. So I also grew up with my aunts and uncles as my brothers and sisters. Right. They were probably 15, 10 years older. Beautiful. Some a little older because my grandparents have um, older kids. Mm-hmm. But I come from a very musical family. Uh, yeah, I grew up with lots of singing and producing. So my grandparents, which is the root of the tree, they actually are gospel singers. They traveled with like the Shirelles sure. back in the 70s. Yeah, so Motown. back in that time, you know, it was rough for like contracts and different things. So after their era, my mom and uncles and aunts actually had like a music group. My mom used to open up for Shaka Khan. Oh, wow. And it's just been real heavy in my family. My aunt actually had a record deal with RCA. Mm-hmm. Probably 30, 40 years ago, she had like one hit wonder single. Yeah. Don't don't judge me on that, Auntie. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> we love you, Auntie. You know, I love you, Auntie. Her name is yeah. Star. Shout out to oh, Star. Star. Shout out to yeah. um my aunts and uncles and everybody. So no, right. I grew up I grew up with a lot of pressure, very right. young, right? Because we have a lot of talent, natural talent. Singing is the talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of producing. My uncles played 
piano based self taught like Jimi yeah. Hendrix type stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's dope though. It's dope. Um, was it pressure? Was was music um, forced, or was it a choice, or was it was it passion? What was it? You come from you know a musical family, so did you feel like you know this was something you had to do just to uphold you know the family legacy? There was a lot of pressure. I want to say I was probably seven. I was five when they realized, like, oh, she has the gift, you know. Mm -hmm. And out of all the other siblings, which were my mother and father's children, I was the only one who could sing. Really? Yeah. So uh -oh. I had super pressure. Holidays, they had, like, live bands set up in the living rooms and dining rooms. We had big parties all the time. And I did not like it, I'm be honest. Because yeah. I was young and I was kind of like, it never was fun for me, mm. you know. And yeah. so it did push me away from music when I kind of got into a place of evolving naturally into music. Of course. Um, I used to be like, you know, eh, whatever, I don't really Burnt want out. to. Yeah. I just, it was it was forced. And I yeah. would never do that, you know, to like anyone. Because it's like, let it be natural, encourage it if it's there. But, yeah. I mean, it worked for Michael, it worked for a few yeah. other people. But for me, I, if they was going to force it, it should have been forced a lot more. It was just enough to push me away. So by the time I got into like teenage uh, years in life, I became a writer. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like I wanted to write naturally still. Mm-hmm. I think that comes hand in hand with yeah. a lot of singers. Yeah. Um, and so that was my focus for, for a few years until I got active singing. I want to come back to, um, to Michael, um, a point that I want to make about Michael. But before we get there, what's your background? I'm Latino, Latino. <laughs> what's, what's, okay. What's so your... what do you think I am? I would say Afro-American and Puerto Rican. <laughs> I've heard like a lot of different stuff. Yeah. And I am African American, mm -hmm. Nubian Queen. Okay. So I like to tell people though, like I literally am everything except for Puerto Rican because I don't have any Hispanic blood. Oh no. No, but oh, I mean I, I get me, it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I get it all the time. Like, yeah. you know, um my mother is black and white, black and German, and then my father is black and Indian. Oh wow. But in reality they are black, primarily black families from root to bottom. So I just feel like we mixed, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. we're African-American. But, you know, as we all know, blacks come in all colors. We black, white, absolutely. yellow, green, yeah. anything yep. and everything. So that's kind of where my name folds from, being yeah. Lady Red, because I'm a red bone, mm. um, which is a, is a light-skinned black <laughs> right. woman, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know uh, any yeah. Caucasian red bone. No. <laughs> nah, nah, shout out to them, though. You know, they call them, what are, what are y'all? Yeah, I don't know. We ain't going to use yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, okay. That's 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 dope. And um as far as school, I like to get into, you know, school. Uh what was your music you said was your first passion? What kind of student was Chess Lady Red coming up in the school system? I was a good student. Yeah. So I always I passed, you know, I passed with good grades. Like yeah. I wasn't an honor roll student by choice, yeah. you know, because I was kind of in the middle again of so many different transitions in my life mm -hmm. growing up. And just finding myself. Of course. Um, but I was a good student. By the time I started middle school, my my family, my grandparents, we had moved to the suburbs. Mm -hmm, so yeah. I lived. I was like, I had a school bus. I had some white and Chinese friends yeah, I had never yeah, seen yeah, 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 <laughs> ever. Yeah, you, you know, yeah. yeah. So by the time I did middle school, high school, I was like in a better mental space with my education. I went. To, I graduated high school, New Britain High School. Mm -hmm. um, I went to college. I got a bachelor's degree. Uh oh. Damn. You know, so I'm very educated yeah, and a uh, yeah. little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're we, we going to talk about it. Yeah, I had a very strong grandmother, very strong role model. Mm -hmm. um, you had mentioned uh, Michael Jackson as far as uh, being pushed more towards the music 
and me personally, I want to get your opinion on this because I see this a lot of different ways. Um, as phenomenal as Michael was musically, I mean, if you just pay attention to, you know, the things that we see, it looked like he might have struggled mentally, like, from going through, you know, that, that sort of focus and that push to just be the best musically. It looked like by the time he got older, that's when he, he, he lived in his childhood, you know. He came out. He had Never Never Land. I mean, the guy who built the amusement park <laughs> in his 20s. So, you know, it's safe to say, I mean, how was that for you? Do you feel like that you went through things similar to that, like mentally, mentally, mental challenges based upon being pushed so hard musically? No, for me, I would say no, because I feel like they put enough pressure on me so that I knew who I was as a singer and as a writer and in my family, but it wasn't enough to keep me like in that push down yeah. ground place. So yeah. I didn't like get that type of push, which I've had friends in school that have with different things, piano, mm -hmm. is that. Yeah, yeah. So I had the freedom to do as I wanted, oh, but God. you know, thankfully in my own sense, as, as different as that sounds, it wasn't like that type of pressure. Right. As far as Michael, I, I feel he definitely suffered, but he was one of the best and the Absolutely. and definitely the best yeah. and the greatest. I'm a Michael yeah. fan. I Me love too. him. I cried when he passed away, and I and I, you know, growing up on him, he wasn't even in my era. Just everyone growing up on him. Yeah, he's the man. Michael's the yeah, man. Yeah, I love you, Michael. Yeah, rest in peace, Mike Jack. You know, I think that level of focus you gotta to be as phenomenal as him. You gotta spend a lifetime focus, perfecting your craft, uh, doing that. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, how were you? You said because you said you fell out of music for a little while when you realized this was something you was gonna take as a career, as a career path and make this, you know, this is your thing. I'm, I'm, yeah. So how did that come about? Yeah, when, when, what was that? Did you have a moment where you said, you know what, I'm gonna pursue music and this is what I'm gonna do? Yeah, so I had this moment and I would say I was probably 18, 19. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I did a lot of living in my young lifetime. <laughs> And so, what, what does living mean? You know, I think we all did a lot of living. We all breathing. <laughs> we all alive, right? I mean, we're not, we still so, here. So, you know, can, can you elaborate on, on, on some of these uh, yeah, so, living experiences? <laughs> yeah. So, I um, I went through a lot of top in life and a lot of bottom. So, like, I traveled to a lot of countries. Mm. I experienced like living a very luxurious life. Of course. And then also, I experienced like losing those things. I experienced the way I grew up. I experienced this like two different types of worlds. Mm -hmm. But by the time I was like 19, 20, I had, um, I had just lived a really good life, you yeah. know, and I had done things that a lot of people probably haven't done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk heavy. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, uh, 1920, you taking music serious. Um, what kind of artists would you, what kind of music do you put out? Would, would you consider yourself, what kind of artists, what genre? So R&B for sure. Ooh. Like I'm an R&B singer, yeah. songwriter. Mm -hmm. um, I do a little bit of like hip hop R&B too, but I am more of a definite R&B mid-tempo right. kind of SWV girl. Ooh. You know, that wave. <laughs> Can't believe it. You know that good, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to ask you that. That goes into my next question. Some of your music influences. Like who, who's like, oh, you know, you clean in the crib. This is what's on to the max. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I listen to a lot of music that my mother would listen to in the music in yeah, the past. Me too. Yeah, so it was like Sade. Mm. I still listen to Sade like as if I grew like up in her era. Twenty seven, <laughs> y'all keep that in mind. She said talking about Sade. Wow. So Sade is really good. Mm -hmm. um, I love Keisha Cole too. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I love Beyonce. Um, I mean, not the sound 
I'm very outspoken, mm -hmm. but I love like old Beyonce. Yeah, me too. You know? Yeah, when she was in the group. Destiny's I mean, like or like her first time being alone. Mm -hmm. Like now it's just a different feeling for me, which is still nice. She's but matured, you know? She's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I like Drake. I like like even like mellow rap, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. <clears throat> More like laid back rap. Yeah. Do you have any projects out or? I do. I just released a single called Cupid, Cupid. which I wrote and produced. Shout out to 112, man. They got the song <laughs> Cupid. Was that, did they inspire the song? No, definitely oh, okay. no. I love them, though. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So, no, no. It's just, it, the funny thing is I never mentioned the word Cupid. I wrote it, produced it, everything. And nothing in there speaks about Cupid, but I couldn't, I didn't title the song until it was done. And typically I would title it based on some kind of lyric, but it was just so raw. I yeah. just was like, it's just a love song. You just loved it. Yeah. So it's just going to be Cupid. Can we get the story behind Cupid? You could. Yeah. You'll be like the first one to get it. I'm going to get in so much trouble. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you know, put it on my bill, man. It's tax season. Write it off. <laughs> Whatever it is, just tell them. <laughs> you have to tap in and lyrically, being, you'll hear it and you'll be like, whoa, it's a very deep song. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, so, yeah. So the story, so like a little bit of lyric to the song, right? The verse is like, okay. Baby, can I talk to you and ask you for a second of your time? I know it's been a while, but I want to share what's on my mind. I've been missing you, you know, so forth, you know? Yeah, I get but the feel. Yeah, yeah that's He's like fucked the, up, basically. It's like a, it's a weird space, right? Yeah, yeah. But then the hook is like, it's something about the way you make me feel that feels so good and so hood, and I want more of it. Mm. So technically, the real story, which I don't tell people because it's just complicated, but yeah. I'm going to just tell you because you're Sphinx. <laughs> right, yeah, for sure. Um, I, I had a guy, I was feeling him, I had liked him, I was feeling him and stuff, but I never was intimate with him or like dated, like really got serious with him. But we had a friendship that we were like, I really like you and you really like me. Like, we had right. a love almost. Yeah. But there was always like a, a, resp a respectful boundary where it just never took place. Yeah. And so long story short, I just wrote this like love song about him. And the second verse, I'm talking about praying for him. Why you was sent in my life like this, da da da. It gets very deep. Mm -hmm. But then I say like, um, no matter what happens, like you'll always have a place in my heart. So it sounds like I've been with this person, but right. the reality is, it's just a love story that never took place. But we have a love for each other as yeah, friends. Definitely, that's scary. That's yeah, that's dope that's, and that's scary at the same time. Um, this might be. Uh, I have line, a big brain, though. <laughs> yeah, this might be a line straddler, but do you feel like it's safe to say, for the sake of the love you have, that it's best where it's at, or do you? Are you curious? I was curious at a point, and then this person left the country. Oh. So I was curious. They was curious, but I was the one that wasn't yeah. moving forward because yeah. I didn't want to lose the friendship. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. yeah, and I knew them from like elementary, like a child. So this mm. song was written in like you know, 20, 21, yeah. and we kept in touch, but yeah. <clears throat> I didn't want to mess up the friendship. And then so now it's like I would never, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like not fair because women are usually, I mean, let's talk about like friend zoning. Women are, are you, have you ever been friend zoned by man? No. Never. I mean, I, I don't know. One time I thought I was and I had to ask people, but I had a friend. I don't know if this is friend zoning, but friend straight up nice guy i know he liked me but he never like hit on me yeah or like tried me or flirted with me not one word so i was like i don't everybody would be like oh he really likes you he cares about you i'm like no he doesn't he's my friend so i felt like he was friend zoning me 
But mm. I didn't really have an attraction yeah. towards him anyhow. So I don't know. Is that friend zoning? Well, I think it could be intimidation. Some some dudes, I mean, nowadays, I mean, man, it's a zoo out here, man. You got <laughs> monkeys trying lions out here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's ugly out here nowadays. There's really no boundaries. But, I mean, sometimes it could be a few different things. Intimidation. He could feel like he don't have a shot. And that's also a tactic to, like, act not interested until she shows some interest, a safety thing. There's a lot of different things that could be going on. But I can't really say that's, that's necessarily friend zoning. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's it's not fair that women, you know, have friend all the zone. power. In the I know. Zone. I friend zoned a lot. Yeah. And I never got friend zoned the way I friend zoned. <laughs> you think you'd be able to handle getting friend zoned? Or? Not if I want him. Yeah. I'm going to be like, what? Yeah, you could, that's that's not fair. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle it. I might have to be like, eh. Yeah, you, yeah. You Women are flirty. Aggressive. We'll just be like extra flirty to be like, I don't want to be in a friend zone, though. <laughs> yo, 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 Nothing's Normal Podcast. It's your host, Spanx. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed when it comes to insurance? Let me introduce you to ZRM Brokerage, founded by Daniel Gani. They're providing expert risk management services with neighborly care since 2017. Over here at ZRM Brokerage, they operate off morals, honesty, integrity, loyalty, somebody that's gonna keep it 100 with you, not just look for the dollar, you know? Now they probably never taught you this in school, but life is all about resource. And Daniel Guiney, he's got a lot of that. He deals with top experts when it comes to insurance, all over the globe. He's backed by an MBA from Iona University. He also has won the prestigious Millie Award from the Westchester Business Journal, y'all. Head over to www.westchesterhomeinsurance.com to get your free quote from ZRM Brokerage Insurance Company. Nothing's normal. In this industry, let's talk about uh, one of the things, you know, one of, I'm not going to necessarily say tactics or strategies that women use to get ahead in the game as far as like I said it's, it's very not fair when you really understand the power of women we 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 need to study y'all more y'all can really have y'all are amazing it's the cheat code oh, thanks. but um when it comes to uh business when you do business in a male-dominated industry do you find out like a lot of times guys are try to hit on you before they even find out like how talented you are you, you I know? never have that issue thank god yeah I think most of the time, 99.9, they already know the talent perspective of it. Yeah. So it's real straightforward. Yeah. And then if there is any approach, it's usually like an after kind of thing. It's always after. <clears throat> I told you, strategy. So I don't know. I've seen a lot of women struggle with that. But for myself, I'm really outspoken. I'm very, mm-hmm. I have a publishing company. So oh, really? like I have a business oh, and wow. then another business outside of that. Mm-hmm. So when I do approach people with music, I'm usually approaching them. Hey, my name is Chaz Lady Red. Ah, ah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm about. What are we yeah. doing? You know? Yeah, absolutely. But then if people are also like coming up to me or co- corresponding to that, it's just professional because they see how I'm addressing it and how I'm moving. Mm-hmm. I've had people hit on me, but not where it's been a thing in my career. Like I think 99, I swear, I think 90% of women go through that struggle. Absolutely. But there's probably a small percent that don't, mm-hmm. you know, that are more direct about things. Yeah. I did have one time a person tell me, like, at a very high elite level, like, oh, um, we want to re- work with you. We had a record deal on the table. We had the whole shebang. And then there was, you know, butts, you know? Yeah. There was definitely butts, and they were yeah. definitely a major label. We're not name dropping. Hot, come to the honeycomb hot out and <laughs> Basically. sign the contract. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, yeah, well, that's not going to happen. Because yeah, no. I've, I've reached many heights, you know? Yeah. That's actually, let me shake your hand. I didn't even shake your hand. 
Aww. Um, that's 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 honorable because, like you said, you know, sometimes a lot of us, you know, we fall in the in the boat of being slaves to opportunity, and we feel like we gotta. I don't know. I guess you know. I'm not gonna like lower the moral bar to get ahead because we feel like that's all we got. So the fact that you're standing tall on what you want to do, you want control, and, and yeah, that's dope. That's dope. You're standing standing up for that. Yeah. Um, we met at um a brunch in Bloom. Oh, uh, shout out to Ali. Shout out to shout Jaylen. out to Lish too. Shout that's out my to girl. Lish two times. That was her brunch. Yeah, so I was gonna ask you, um, you know, what's your affiliation uh, to the brand? Who's plus one were you at that event? Lish two times. Shout though. out to Lish. <laughs> shout out to Lish. I man, was just there, dope. you know, networking, yeah. supporting her. Right. Yeah. Um, when you speak about your businesses, let's talk about it. Outside of music, what are some things that you went to? So I'm a full time real estate investor. Oh wow! So I like fix Jesus and Christ. flip. Houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple rental properties. Mm. So I own property that I hold, and then I yeah. fix and flip a few a year, probably three to four. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a program where I work with anyone, not necessarily youth, but like anyone who's credentialed to mm-hmm. be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and just getting investors in one one room. Mm-hmm. I don't normally talk about that in music too much because yeah. it can get confusing. At one For point, sure. I did, and I had like people like, "Oh my God, the real estate investor <laughs> slash singer." Yeah. But no, I'm very, I work very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, and then my publishing, of course, because I want to own my music. I'm right. independent. Oh, and, well, um, I was going to ask you, like, you know, what's your situation? So you said you have a single out. So are you just now starting to kick off your music career and, and take it 100% serious? I am. So with the publishing company, I've had about 10 years. I did write some major records for some major labels and established myself as a household name in the business with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. like major mainstream people. Mm -hmm. Grammy award winning, not nominated producers, artists, labels. You know what I mean? You're one of those. I'm one of those, but I'm just out to shine and get mine, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I was going to ask you, talk about uh, being behind the scenes versus being on the scene and which process you enjoy more. Well, it definitely is different. I mean, behind the scenes, you at your own pace. Mm -hmm. You are, like, you're working, so it's like a different type of flow, you Mm -hmm. know? There's no limelight on me. There's not as much pressure on me. I'm just doing, like, writing projects, credentialing. I'm still enjoying the limelight. I'm meeting stars. I'm partying with stars, so I'm I'm living my best life, right? But as an artist, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, Um, You know, you have to step out side and you have to put on your hat and mm-hmm. you have to become the person that you know yeah. that you're not every moment of your life right and it could be frustrating sometimes yes um I, to touch on that i could agree um i'm somebody me personally i like to disengage from the world sometimes and do my own thing and in this industry we constantly engaging somebody's always texting us calling us on instagram this that and the third this event that event it could be exhausting. Do you go through that? I do. It could be very exhausting. And I'm the same way. I'm like, a, I want to be home, just kind of kick up my feet. I don't have too much company or traffic through my space. Oh, my God. I'm a big energy person. So yeah, big time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. no, I mean, and then there's just, it's just like when you're in the limelight and you are the star and you're the superstar, you got to come out and you got to, you got to knock them out. There's there's a bunch of stars, but not everybody is a superstar. Mm. You know, I'm a superstar. Yeah, okay. So you got to come out. Big Lady Red. Big yeah. Lady Red, not the little yeah, one. Not at all. You got to really come out and you got to, you know, wear that hat and put that baton on. And mm-hmm. yeah, it could be a lot. It is a lot. Talk about your writing process. 
um, you know, what gets your creative cylinders firing? Are you more of a mood? I like to ask a lot of the artists this. Is it mood-based writing? Is it just, you know, business as always? You just go in there and knock out a song? Do you just go in the studio and have them punch in, you know, every couple bars? Or, you know, what really gets you going? So me as a writer, I write to release my emotions. Mm. And so all the songs that I write and put out for myself are about me, experiences that I've had, or a way that I'm trying to express how I'm feeling or trying to release stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, a, I, don't, I never write to a beat. I just kind of write to a melody in my mind. So I have a, when, by the time I start singing a cappella, you can hear the beat. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And then I'll go back and like work with my producers to create a beat around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be very, I am strategic when it comes to that because I write better freely because I'm expressing myself when I write. Absolutely. But once I get that beat, you know, it's all good. It, it just makes it even bigger and better for me. Yeah. In the studio, I'm a um, pretty fast forward, not like a line by line person. I'm very, very professional. I've yeah. worked with uh, Edwin Ramos. He's my mentor. He's oh, also um, yeah. a Grammy winner. Probably Definitely. got like seven or eight Grammys by now. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Shout, <laughs> out to, shout out to Big Ramos. Yeah, so man. I can't. I, it's rough for me working with a lot or anyone. I've never yeah. actually worked outside of him, but I'm working on that too. Mm-hmm. But that's my guy, you know. And so I've been trained to work a certain way. And no, I get in the studio. I just dim the lights door. and I kind of knock things out right away and have my, my little tips and tricks of, you know, how I do that. One on, one off, mm, this and that. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard that before. Yeah, That's important. It is. Um, are you a big advocate of people in the studio, or do you like a very surreal type vibe? Oh my God, I like it so surreal. Like yeah. I don't like anyone in my space in my set. You know, yeah. I went to an event recently. It was a session, a bunch of people in there smoking, chilling, having fun. A couple singers, couple rappers, and so when it was my set, because it was a mixed record. You know, I went, in, I went in the studio and they were just kind of like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, everybody off my set. <laughs> Be out. Time to go. So it wasn't a rude thing. I yeah. loved them. But yeah. they were kind of like, huh? Yeah. Like, they never seen that. But it's like, I need to focus. I don't care if it's five lines. Like, I need to get in there. I'm going to double it. I'm going to harmonize it. Because that's how professional people work. Definitely. You know? And you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. Levels, but. For sure. I like to be in my quiet space. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Talk to us about um, some of the people you work with that we may know or that we may not know. And then talk to us about, you know, who you would like to work with in the future. Yeah. So I mentioned my producer. Yeah, Ramos. Um, Ed Ramos. Yeah, shout out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with a lot of people, like a lot of people. Yeah. I worked with um, Damon Marley for a while. Ooh. And like his boy, <laughs> his boy band and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I worked at Universal. They had an artist named Nicolette. I wrote a song for her that was placed on her record. After that. Yeah, Yeah, I I worked with a lot of people doing writing. As far as like collabs, once I started creating my project, which is called I See You. I See You, like the letters or like the No, like I See You, S-E-E, like See You. Okay, so we're not in critical, you know. No, no, we're just seeing you and you seeing me. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, 2020. Yeah, so... um, when I made that project, it was um, it was pretty dope. I, I didn't collab with anyone. I had options to, like some major artists, some non-major artists, but I just felt like I needed like a full introduction of myself. Okay, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's more of an EP. That's smart. Yeah, yeah, that's genius. Yeah, yeah so um, I do plan on working with some people actually in the near future. Um, you got any dream collabs? Like, you know, I'd love to get on the record with. I do, I do. I have like dream collabs, so I have a few. I would really like to do a record with Doja Cat. 
I like Doja. I know people be they be uh, confused about yeah, Doja. Yeah, shout out to shout out, you know. It's, it's a I lot like, of. Yeah. I like her swag yeah, and yeah. certain. Not that I see that what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, part yeah. I wouldn't even affiliate with. But yeah, as nah. far as like the old Doja, the yeah. the, the, the you know, yeah, like big she, Doja. Yeah, you know she was dope. You know, yeah. and I just think musically she's still dope. I don't know what's going on in the background, but I yeah. think we could do a good record. That's cool. Um, I like to do something with Nicki. Yeah, okay. That would be dope. Yeah, Nikki, that's fire. But you know what? Ladies, they can't, why can't y'all get along, man? But see, this is the other thing I was going to say. I would love to do something with Cardi, too. As you should. Like, it's no one or the other for me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And then outside of them, like, I mean, I like to, I would want to collab with some different type people. Like, I really, more than anybody, would like to do a song with Billy Joel. Ooh. (laughs) Like he's, legend, he's, legend. He, I, is, yeah. I'm just saying, like Wait, that's my guy, you know. To perform at the Super Bowl, halftime. all that great stuff. No, but yeah. for real, like yeah. I can see myself doing some nice mid tempo stuff with him. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of in the middle with a different mid tempo, slow, little Joe. bit of rock, pop. Yeah, you don't hear that too often. I was big on like the MTV and BET. I ain't just watch BET. I used to watch the MTV uh, TRL and all that. So I know about all of them type of bands and them type yeah. of people. So it's yeah, a nice, different feeling. Yeah, it's dope. Um, talk to us about performing. Um, have you ever performed before? I have, I have, but not since I've been on my new wave okay, of yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening now, yeah. which is happening fast and really, really good. Yeah, I've been yeah. like doing a lot. I just did Shade 45. Yeah, we Yay. saw you. We saw you, baby. With, um, great, yeah. busy. It was really, really good. Yeah, that's dope. Um, and I had a great response from like fans, radio, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and a lot of import. So yeah. that was really good. Um, but yeah, so. I haven't performed yet. I've been really busy just kind of pushing the single, you know? Mm-hmm. I have a part two of the single where it's going to be a visual of what was on the radio. Yeah. Um, it came out really super dope. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to releasing that in time for um, Valentine's Day for the record Ooh. Cupid. Yeah. I have like a second video to Cupid, um, which is like two or three different compilations. So that'll be really fun. I'm interested to see um, the Cupid, you know, the guy you got in the video playing Cupid. Is it one of them type of situations? <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see, you know. That's funny too, right yeah, there. Yeah, you already know. So, okay, because now you're getting like all my dirty laundry right now. <laughs> hey, somebody got to wash it. Oh, man. So, yeah. shout out to the guy in Cupid, man. Shout yeah. out to Sin. Shout out to Sin, man. Where's Sin? <laughs> where you from, Sin? Where you from? He That's from, a funny story. Where you from? Bridgeport? No, he's from Hartford, Connecticut. From Hartford. Big Hartford. You know, yeah. Big Hartford, Big CT, uh, Homicide. No. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, right. So hold yeah. up. The the guy in the video, mm-hmm. that's Sin. Yeah. Um so Sin, wow, I'm gonna pray for you. No. <laughs> oh my god. So the story behind Sin, right? What's Again, up? I'm a businesswoman. I produce all my music videos. I've done a few. Oh wow. Which I can't wait for them to come out and show everyone. But I do like the production on them visually, like Jesse Spielberg. Wow. That's dope. <laughs> That's dope. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And then I, I told um on the Shade Forty Five, I was like, I gotta learn how to step back a little. Mm-hmm. I paid the music videographer. Obviously, a good amount of money. He did a lot of Chris Brown's work. He does a lot mm. of major work. And he did set the concept, but I was like, but can we do this? Can I turn here? Yeah. And he was kind of like, Chess. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Baby. Like, this is what I do, yeah. you know? But so anyhow, the guy in the video is my brother, like my mother and father's child. Because I have hired a model who was supposed to come in. We shot it in Hartford, Connecticut. We had two different locations in the video. He never made it in. And then when he came in late, he had a really bad tux. He was supposed to be in the tux. You know, he got paid. Everybody, you know, it don't always work out. So my brother's a G. 
I called you him up. I said, pull up with that Burberry, whatever yeah. you got in the closet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy, so he pulled up with the prom suit on. No, I, no, no, no. He came that. through doing his regular degular. Yeah. And um, it was funny because he was like, no, I don't want to be the, the guy in the video. And I'm like, yeah. just sit in the, this. I just had him kind of sitting on the corner of the bed. And I smacked him with a teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> Which is routine. I'm but sure that wasn't the like, first time. Yeah, yeah, you know, we together, bro, cute. Yeah. But, you know, Dirty Laundry, that's yeah. my brother. Shout out to you, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to bro, man. <laughs> Uh wow. Um, talk to us about the project. I see you. Uh, what inspired the project? Is it a theme-based project? Are you somebody I'm gonna title it based upon, you know, give you a description of what you're gonna be listening to? I am that type of writer and artist, but this specific project was not necessarily that way. It was just more of a little bit of everything in me, right? Yeah. So there's some R and B ballads, there's some hip hop kind of songs, some Mary J type mm, of vibe. Shout out to her. Yeah. Then there's also like some real punk, rocky kind of like yeah. pop music, you know. One eighty two, like you know. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's kind of like. I've got twenty seven. I don't know if you know. About I was about to say I don't even know who that is, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. it's funky. Yeah. It's definitely Justin like. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I can't honestly. It's so like I'm not even playing. It's so Chess Lady Reddish, but it's Chess pop. Lady <laughs> it's like yeah. rock. But that's tough. I love pop. Listen, man. I like. All I mean, kind I could sing a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's roll so it out. So it's like a little bit of the pop one, right? I got you. Okay, so it goes. You got me on fire the way you stare in my eyes. You got you got me on fire with all this thug in your life. I'm like fuck Bonnie and Clyde. It's all about you and me. But anything you ask of me. Consider it done, love. All I ask is that you do as I please, yeah. To do as I please is to fulfill my fantasies, yeah. You Baby, can really sing. you know mm-hmm. I'm all for you. Ooh. Little bit. <laughs> she so, can really sing. Oh, I can sing, You, you sing. don't need don't no double here yeah, now. You sing, sing. And it, that gave me like, the, I got a little sister. She was heavy <laughs> on the Disney movie. That gave me real 3LW. Real yeah. I can see you on like that. So I did love 3LW like though. That. Yeah. <laughs> that gave me that vibe. Wow. A little bit yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I'm on that though. Like I, I really love Ooh, like send everything. Send us the Braves and Fox or something, man. See what they do with it. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was phenomenal. Yeah. That you was you guys dope. liked it. I loved it because uh, you could really sing. I was a little a little nervous sometimes. You get to you know just put somebody on the spot like that, but now nah, you 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 yeah you got some lungs. That was my pop like yeah. rock. Dun, dun, I liked dun, it. Dun, dun. Yeah. The beat is real like Rocky too. I need to bring that to, to my job. Yeah, oh, for like, beating on the guitar. That's like I'm going camping. You know banjos and it's you dope. Know, yeah, you got pork that like beans and franks and we just doing that. <laughs> yeah, that was hard. That was I'll tough. I'll take it. I'll take it. High five, high yeah, five. Yeah, high five. <laughs> I'm really high, too, so that's a double <laughs> high five. Um, that's really a high 10. Um, so you liked it? I loved it. You gave it a 10? I gave it a 10. Yay! Yeah, absolutely. I was a little I, nervous. No, I, I couldn't <laughs> tell. You're professional. Um, I, I think know. nerves talk about that. Um, yeah. Nerves. Um, I feel like that's what uh, separates champions from, I don't want to use the word losers, but non-champions. How you deal with the nerves? We all got the same feelings. We all get scared. We all get nervous. We all feel these things. I just feel like it's all how you deal with it. So, you know, what are some things you do to shake fear or the nerves of, you know, climbing that mountain? Yeah, climbing that mountain for real because I'm like, I think some performers, they are less nervous than others naturally, and some are just beyond nervous, you know? 
And for me, I was a beyond nervous person mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. I was inside shy. I had to like pull it out of me. I'm like, I'm great. I'm phenomenal. I got to do this. Mm-hmm. So really, rehearsal is key. Because yeah. when you do anything repetitively, like obviously you become more second nature to it. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a plus to do. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just having that confidence at some point, you're like, I really am that person. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. people like you or don't, you know, you're like, listen, I'm going to come out here and bam. Like I've seen singers sing that can't sing, but you could. I couldn't care that they couldn't they sing because it. they was just like they in their sway, you know. Yeah, they believe. So yeah, um, I'm a very nervous person. I was not anymore. Obviously, I've mm-hmm. done a lot of rehearsal and I've done a lot of seasoning myself. Mm-hmm. But for me, what helps me um, kind of get rid of that is I do compare myself to great people. I'd be like, well, Beyonce's nervous, Prince is nervous, Michael Jackson is nervous, but they still get on that stage. They're nervous in real life still. Absolutely, I know they are. Yeah. And they've rehearsed a million times. Mm-hmm. And I just say, you have to do it. Either you have to do it or you have to go home. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's big. That's, and I that's, pray. That's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's the I pray a lot. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, God, yeah. I know you're going to get me through it. Mm-hmm. And that's the key for yeah. me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I like that, man. If it, let's clap it up for it one time, man. <laughs> uh, we got to clap it up for it. Um, mental health. I like to ask women that question because you guys have you know different things and hormones that you guys can't control uh so you know you get that cycle you know which is hard being a woman yeah y'all, y'all have uh, a lot of abilities y'all can carry life there's nothing normal about having a living species inside of you um <laughs> there's a lot of different things that you a lot of different things that you know will make the mind hard you know harder to conquer so what are some things you do as a as a woman as a, uh, uh, an honorable woman, an enlightened woman, and a powerful woman for mental health? Well, like I said, for me, one thing is prayer. Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes if I ever find myself like, oh, I haven't prayed in a while, I don't even feel right. I just feel like I'm all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then you just, I stop and just be like, and you don't have to know how to pray or be a saint or be a, a, a specific person to be like, okay, God, you know what? I need to get through these hundred pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. Can you just help me get through yeah. these papers today? Yeah. You know, that's as simple as it can be. That's it. But so I keep myself grounded. Um, I give myself space. Like I said, I don't bring a lot of people around me because I get like, uncomfortable when people aren't on the same wave that I'm on. Yeah. I don't even dig deep or think deep. It's just a natural thing. So if it's like everyone comes over and it's a lot of commotion and this and that, yeah. I just don't. I just be like, okay, time to wrap it up. I just keep my peace. <laughs> yeah, got to. And I go to the sauna, I work out. You know, yeah. that definitely releases mm-hmm. like major mental stress for mm-hmm. me or like yeah. being frustrated, being tired, having any type of anxiety. Like mm-hmm. it definitely helps for me. The sauna and the heat just brings me down. What's your favorite uh, body part to work out? My abs, which I need more of. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and for the record, my body is natural because there's been a lot of speculation. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, man, we, we don't like to speculate, man. We get right to it. We ask the question. Not, <laughs> I mean, now it's, nowadays, it's hard to tell. I mean, the, the, the doctors, you know, they're doing a fabulous job. We don't know what's what out here. Um, yeah. I don't know. Hey, man, say, man. <laughs> but, um, you know, do what you do, man. We're not, we not, we not uh, judging nothing over here. Nothing's normal, you know. Do what uh, tickles your fancy. Um, outside of music, what are some things that you want to pursue? Are you into um, modeling, acting? Would you be interested in things of that nature? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I actually just got signed up this year for Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week for the first time. So I'm really excited. <clears throat> I'll be walking um, in Marcella J's line. She's Ooh. a designer. Okay. Shout yeah. out to Marcella J. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also going to be performing at another event for Fashion Week. But yeah, I love to model and just be, you know, confident and hosting, just kind of putting myself in all different places. I'm interested in getting into directing because I direct myself. Mm -hmm. But I know I could be a good director if I was, you know, doing other people's projects to kind of help them in different directions. Yeah. yeah. I have a very creative mind, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, um, from what I'm learning. Uh, where can they follow you at on um, social media? Where can they find um, your music? Uh, yeah, give it to them. At what? Chazzy Red? Chazzy Lady Red? <laughs> at Chaz Lady yeah. Red, which is C-H-E-Z. L-A-D-Y-R-E-D, -E Chaz Lady Red. Mm -hmm. That's on Instagram and all social media. Mm -hmm. um, also, I have Cupid Out, which is on all platforms. I'll be releasing my second record early March. And once you tune in with me, tap in with me, just rock with me. You'll be able to find me on all platforms. You won't be able to miss it. Chaz Lady Red, man. Um, you got anything coming up? Um, anything we should know about? Any events, any hostings, any wicked, where they gonna be seeing you at? You know, it's, it's cold out now, but it's about to get warm out, man. What's the plans you got for when it when it heat up? You're gonna see me everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's too cold, too hot, I'm gonna be a little bit everywhere. You're gonna see me. I'm definitely doing myself by Southwest. Mm. You know, I got like some really good people, you mm -hmm. know, pushing and backing me. Yeah. So you'll catch me at some festivals. And like I said, you won't miss me. I'll be where anything is popping. Yeah. Final words, anything you want to tell the people before we, you know, wrap it up. Chess Lady Red, <laughs> the floor is us. Lay out the red carpet. There we go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to first say thank you to everybody who supports me. For sure. All my fans, all my family, everybody. You know, you guys have been pushing and rooting for me throughout, you know, times of me being up and down, in and out of music, writing music, but... I'm here, I'm here to stay, and I'm not ever going anywhere. That time is now. I love all of my fans and all my fans to come and to be. Tap in with me, and let's lock in. Now, fellas, I got y'all, man. I'm not going to let her slide out of here before I answer this. Are you single? I am single. Okay, see, I got you. I have man. to be single. I'm very busy. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, okay. That's, that's, that's just something I do want to touch on, <laughs> being in a relationship. Uh, have you ever been in a relationship? When's the last time you were in a relationship, matter of fact? Maybe like a year ago. Okay. Um, were you actively pursuing your music at that time? Yes. And how does that work, juggling that lifestyle? Because, I, I mean, I mean, I listen, I could, it's, it's, it's rough because, I mean, you, it's a lot of engagement with the opposite sex. I feel like you got to really be secure in your situation and really just give reassurance to your partner so that they feel safe but sometimes that don't even work so uh You're talk so about right. it talk about it yeah it's it's very rough it's mm -hmm. hard yeah. um i obviously am into the entertainment business yeah. and my um friend let's just say now yeah, my yeah. friend yeah. uh it was hard you know they like you said i'm around a lot of men i'm a very attractive person mm -hmm. and there's a lot of different things going on and even if i'm reassuring because i was the most reassuring woman on earth mm -hmm. you know it's just <clears throat> hard for some people to understand so you either have to be a person in yourself who can deal with the fact that your woman is in the limelight and in the business and trust this woman and know this woman mm -hmm. and if you want a woman who's a good woman who's in it then you really shouldn't have as much to worry about 
But, you know, I get it. As a man, it's still a concern in the back of your head. There's all this money. She floating around. Who's doing what? I'm not there tonight. I get it. Um, and that's where the reassurance comes in. But it's a rough thing. You yeah. know, it's rough for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Is it something that, you know, you think it's safe to say, you know, you're you going to ride the single wave out until you retire or until you drop your last album? Or I hope not. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd hope to find a man in life who can be understanding to my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I also I think a lot of the people who may have some disconnect with it, <clears throat> you know, it's a, it's a long story. Everybody has their own past, you know. Do you, Things like that. Do you think it's safer for entertainers to more so date in the entertaining pool? Somebody who actually lived that lifestyle as well? Because I mean, I, at least for a man, you're st you can start to feel inferior. Like, damn, my, my, my baby girl out here, she making moves. I'm at home or I'm just getting off work. It can be very discouraging for a man. To, you know, it's intimidating. If you're not really confident in who you are, I think confidence is key when it comes to like a I think situation so, yeah. like that. I think it's hard because the guy that I dated was in the industry. Oh. He wasn't even like, I have dated because I've been in the industry and like my, my ex before also didn't like it. No mm -hmm. man likes it, right? Yeah, nah. But the guy who was really in the industry and like very active um, and he knows, you know, the type of woman in person I am, it was still rough for him. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. oh, really? I think it's a natural thing. And I yeah. think I've never been in those shoes because everyone's different. Like I wouldn't feel like, or I don't feel like, if my man was a top artist or a top producer, as long as my man was making me happy and I was in a full communication with him, mm -hmm. then I would trust him until I had a reason not to. Now, if I was out here thotting and trying and acting crazy, then he should be mad. Yeah. But if I'm a, being a good woman and I'm doing my job and I'm you, you're included, you're involved, and you really know what's going on, and it's too much for you to handle, yeah. then maybe that person's just not for me, and that's why I'm single. Yeah, shout out to Chesley. I'm not in a rush. Yeah, nah, don't rush it, man. <laughs> Chess Lady Red, ladies and gentlemen, Nothing's Normal Podcast, man. I have fun this episode. Me too. It's so much fun. This won't be our last time connecting. Like I said, we just met two weeks ago, and we're already getting right to it. We're getting the work done. She's working. Uh, be on the lookout. Uh, this won't be the last time Nothing's Normal will be in cahoots with Chess Lady Red. I said that right? You said that so right. <laughs> yeah, Chess Lady Red, man, signing out. Uh.